just a reminder that we do have our Patreon, and if you could go and support us, that would be brilliant. It keeps the podcast going, pays all the bills and stuff like that, so it is really, really helpful, and we love everyone who's on there. Thank you very much. Go to patreon.com forward slash HM4AS, the four being the number four, and if you could give us a couple of quid a month, that'd be brilliant. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Hello. It's Mick and Lucy from the popular tattoo-based podcast, How Much for a Sleeve. And we'd like to give a few moments over to our new sponsor, DSM Tattoo Machines. Lucy, tell us a bit about them. Well, Mick, DSM Tattoo Machines make exceptional coils and now a new rotary. Tattoo machines, not guns. You can check them out at dsmtattoo.co.uk. And don't forget, you get 10% off with discount code SLEEVE10. They also make a range of needles. You can find them at lockdownneedle.co.uk. I think they're very nice. How much for the screen? Hello and welcome to How Much for a sleeve a podcast about tattooing hosted by an actual tattooist lucy richardson and an actual knob mcticknut and um, for anyone that's listening though may recognize that voice from love island the mm. other lucinda haven't got into love island topical do i need to like i've never ever watched it do i need to go like I'm not being a cunt and saying like, oh, do you, do, do you need to know Love Island episode season one to get season whatever <laughs> it is now? Well, I mean, is, can, is there a way that I can go and watch it all from like episode one? Is there the, the like highlight shows at the end of the week like they used to do off of that Big Brother? Uh, there are highlight shows. Yeah. Right. I'll get into it. Yeah, do it. Now. And then we can discuss Fucking it. Fucking ruin my or... life, ruin Danny's life as well, because she'll get into it. Yeah. I mean, sort of already ruined Danny's life, haven't you? Um, yeah. How long has Danny tolerated you for? Um, nine years. I know this because it's about six months longer than I've tolerated you. Yes, it is. Yes, yeah. it is. We are the long-suffering wives. The long-suffering, most important females in your life, apart from yeah. mother. Part She's part definitely the longest-suffering. Part of my harem. <laughs> <laughs> You're in my harem, bitch. Yeah. Blokes who've got a harem. No, blokes who've got a harem. Yeah, no, you've got two friends that are women. <laughs> off, yeah, and they don't want to tag you. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, mate. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Yeah. You can still you can still pretend to and uh, think that will happen one day, but it ain't. Um <laughs> have you been? Well, sweaty, actually. Fucking the honest it? word in that is sweaty. Um, we've just done an I, interview and i have my ears you know when you get um when you stay in a bath too long and your, your fingers and toes prune my ears are pruning from sweat from the headphones <laughs> that's the business that's gross that's like my hands when i take my gloves off at work if it's a sweaty day minging in it yeah sometimes the sweat drips out of them that is fit mate mm. so mm-hmm. i Long-time listeners will know that I'm a fan of sports and I'm a keen cricketer. And... I don't think you need to be a long-term listener, do you? <laughs> if you've listened um... to any episode. <laughs> uh, and I, so I'm a, 
my only skill at cricket is keeping wicket. And I wear these uh, inner gloves, which have a slight padding on the palm so that when I take the balls in my hands, (laughs) it just gives a little lull. Because when I was little, I used to play midweek and Saturday and Sunday. So I was just constantly getting balls whacked into my hands. <laughs> like that, didn't you? Lol. And, um, so I wear these, these inner gloves weekend, and they're, they, they're like got a, like a string back, you know, like an Alan Partridge driving glove. But then there's a little bit of padding that um, absorbs the pressure of the ball just so because you, you, you can split the like webbing on your fingers and stuff. So you have to have these these like protective layers but because of that padding on there they you just sweat straight into them and they fucking stink like the whole kit bag stinks of the this this glove so uh since i've been going out with danny the kit bag is not allowed in the house or in the flat wherever (laughs) we've lived it's like so if i have to because it's massive it takes up the whole boot so if i have to if i have to utilize the boot of my car i have to take that out and put it in the house and she's like that can go out of the house immediately because it fucking reeks pointing at you <laughs> yes <laughs> the bag can stay better cuddle as well much bigger you know what i mean it's like get both arms around it hairier yeah nasty <laughs> you think i'm like a seal or something <laughs> oh seal. <laughs> you know you know i was talking about football last week yeah um and how great the england footballers are there's a lad called jack Grealish plays for england and he's lovely. And someone was going through all of his old tweets to, to, to point out how lovely he is. And one of them was um, swam with dolphins the other day. I can't believe how fake they look. <laughs> I love him. I love him so much. I love them all so much. Um, this is a that... tattoo podcast. If anyone yeah. listening for the first episode, the first yeah. time. Um, yeah. Um, where did you go today? I went someone to the... very jealous of. Yeah, went to the seaside, went to Whitby, had a lovely day out there. Proper Whitby old... goth day? N- no, not goth day. I saw a couple of goths fucking struggling around, bless them. <laughs> I saw that um, thing, I think I sent it to you. Let me find it, let me find it. It's a shit time to be a goth, the heat wave. I can, I can attest to that. There's a, so there's a little um, table that said, what gives people feelings of power, money, is third status is second and big chunky goth boots is first <laughs> i um, can yeah. care yeah so very a, powerful so a, a couple of goths uh like struggling around but it's fucking hot today but yeah it was proper old school had a had chips for our tea had an ice cream did yeah. you get dive bombed by any seagulls no but some seagulls i saw i saw quite a cool argument where because there's loads of signs up that say don't feed the seagulls because they're they're like dicks basically and also feeding them chips and battered stuff is bad for them and that it kills them so don't um and someone just just, she had like a tray of like three or four chips so there was like they were all honking around so she just lobbed them at them and one bloke went full force called called her a dickhead which i haven't heard a man call a woman a dickhead ever in my life it was fucking yeah he went straight in on her oh yeah that was that was fun I've got a taxidermy seagull. Yeah, bought a bought a bird cage, a massive like seven foot bird cage to put stuff in in my house as well. We were in a seven shop. foot. Yeah. What? No, maybe not seven foot. What? And that's very tall. Yeah, well, it's taller is it than me. A cage for you? <laughs> no, no, no. It's like it's a four tiered 
for for from from top to bottom four progressively larger bird cages that sit within each other to put stuff in so we were in a we're in a we were in a shop and i was like that looks wicked how much is it she goes oh i don't think it's for sale i think it's just presentation i was like okay cool went back in later and she goes that's 200 quid and i was like i'll have that for 200 quid honestly it's worth 800 if she'd said 800 quid i'd have gone yeah that's probably what it's worth cool I need a visual. Uh, I'll send it to you. I've, I've collapsed it, but we might have taken a picture. Was, uh, Danny might have. There was another one in there that was like two bird cages on the end, but they were made. It was the they were made out of you know those old spinning wheels on before electric sewing machines. Yes, like that made out of that fucking wigs, but it was like that was fifteen hundred quid. Crumbs. Yeah, so we ain't getting that. But yeah, honestly, I think they've got it wrong. It's a fucking wicked piece of kit. I'll send a picture. Sounds so, lovely. So, so that is going to have our collection of skulls in it. Oh, yeah. Want to get a little little taxidermy item to put in it? Is that against your beliefs? I'd never have it, but it's not. What if you gifted it? If I was gifted it, if you if you went out and killed it for the sole purpose of. Gifting it, it to is. you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's my present to you, Mick. It was alive and now it's not. <laughs> no. Uh, you know, like, you know, because there's, I've read a couple of people, can't remember the names, just bad that we've, we've bought some other stuff off them and they have, they have bones uh, or skulls in their art and they oh, say right. we, we go out and find them. We don't, we don't like set up traps or shoot them and stuff like that. We just find, oh. the, find the stuff. So I'm called out. I'm not, I'm not. I never really thought about it. Like you know, I love your fox. You do love my fox. Every, who, how couldn't you love my and main? I'm, and I'm not asked about insects and spiders. I think they're fucking amazing. But yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't probably incorrectly consider them sentient. There was a time I remember um, that pre-vegan Michael. Um, you were talking about this restaurant in London where they were talking about sustainable meat yeah. um, in the form of insects. Yeah, we, we, it's called the, I had an ugly bug salad and they, uh, it was crickets, locusts, de-winged or winged. Do you wing it or de-wing it? Fuck it, it's not real. De-wing? Anyway, um, I think Wang. it was actually the wing casts Wang. that came off. You wang them. We wanged the insects and, and they also had uh, mealworms, I think they were called, which they dried out and then injected with uh, like mayonnaise and spicy ketchups and things. So it didn't Ooh. look like you were just eating a shoelace. How big are they? Because I just thought mealworms were like uh, minuscule. About an inch, inch and a half, two inches. Oh, no. Have you ever been to, is it burgers and I know bagels and beans in um chain of bagel places in Amsterdam? No. Do they, do they sprinkle it with... Please. Well, the menu, the menu is like your standard bagel, cheese and ham, BLT, mm-hmm. um, scrambled egg, insects. Yeah, yeah, crickets and stuff. There's, I Just watched... randomly in months there, there was no warning. Make an the... easy mistake there. I watched a, a program that was on, I think it was, it was on BBC or Channel 4. They were talking about how they could easily harvest creatures sorry, that, was like that. that was a big yawn as well they yeah, can easily sorry. harvest creatures and make 
patties out of it in the, uh, as efficiently as as cows without all the water and land use and stuff. But it's still weird, isn't it? I don't know if people will be up for that. Yeah, this is a weird intro, isn't it? It is. Um, considering we said we were going to do a little one. No. Yeah. It doesn't Hello. happen, does it? It just doesn't happen. I mean, it does in your case. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my introduction. <laughs> Zip. <laughs> it's episode 24. 24. 24. Yeah. The Nuts. numbers keep getting bigger and they keep the di- 24 sounds so much bigger than 23. It's weird. Not going to get into it. <laughs> but we've got Jade Clark on. It's our first yes. return guest. It is. Yes. We thought that she deserved a whole episode to herself. Yes. She had a lot to say, and there were a lot of um, important topics that we wanted to give her a platform to discuss. Definitely. And um, she did it. Yeah. She is not one to cross, is she, Jade Clark? Oh, do not fuck her off, but she's No, but I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. She's... She's just, yeah, awesome. Awesome human. So it was great to chat to her again. Really enjoyed it. Like lots of seriousness, but also lots of silliness as well, which yeah, is and that's nice. what it's all about. We get the we get the stuff covered, but then we we go back to fucking about. Yes, so. I'm talking of fucking about. We're gonna have a little fuck about summer and have a couple of weeks off, aren't we? Yeah, we are. We've we've we're sick of this shit. Yeah, fucking hate it. <laughs> Just need a break from Nick. His bald um, head. <laughs> no, that's why I got my bee bowl cap on. Um, <laughs> so we've done we've done. 26 episodes for you. You've got two more to come after this. That's half a year, six months. Six months. Mad madness. We can't, yeah. we're, we're very grateful for everyone that's come on because we had no idea that it would ever get this far. And thank oh you God, everyone yeah. who's listened. Thank you everyone who supported and said nice things. And thank you, especially to our patrons. You're the bollocks. Thank you so much for signing up for that. And we know we've been a bit shit for giving you your extra stuff and your extra episodes and stuff. But to be honest, when we started this, it was in lockdown and everyone had free time. Loads of time. That hasn't happened now, especially Lucy, because she's actually had to go back to work and all that. Selfish. <laughs> um, Sorry. So, yeah, we, we've got some we've got some things to send to you, patrons, for to say thank you that you'll, you'll get you'll get soon. Um, but, yeah, so we're going to have a little break for the month of august so your last episode will be on the 20 no on the 9th of august um and then we'll let you know when we're going to come back and we will have some more excellent guests for you that we already have lined up but yeah yeah just need a couple of evenings back to have a little sit down that's it really i just want (laughs) to The whole reason I suggested this is just passed my test. And then I'm going to spend all of August riding my bike. Yeah. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mick needs a shower. He's been editing uh, editing me shouting willies mm. out of <laughs> interviews and intros for the six, last six months. Uh, <laughs> but please do keep sending in suggestions of who you'd like us to speak yeah, to. Yeah, it's really definitely. valuable um, and interesting and um it's nice to know and also like you guys are suggesting people we've not heard of and really really interesting and please also continue to share like I just love it we get such last messages from you and it makes us so happy but also just sharing us and and telling your mates like we just yeah it's well safe I can't believe you listen to us thank you for tolerating 
tolerating me especially mix actually okay <laughs> i'm very annoying so well done <laughs> for doing yeah, thank that. you it is it is the bollocks yeah um you uh, do you know anyone who's got a birthday coming up hmm. could it be the ultimate goth mother of the world miss mr joe black of drag race <laughs> <laughs> or the og joe black the OG joe owner black. of black moon Happy birthday to I know. I know. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah. I have to whisper this. I'm going to see McGoggin next week. You be careful. I know India's so. coming with me and I've not told her. She went, Is that the haunted house? And no, I said, no, 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 no. It's not the haunted house. No, it's a different one. No, Have we made that up? There's no such thing as haunted houses. There's no ghost. What the fuck? Who's McGoggin? I've got my sage ready. Yeah. Well, well, you better let us yeah. know how it goes. I will let you know next week. Yeah, let you know next week. Um, right. Also to the person who requested an a image of my <laughs> one-round line of lips. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you want to see. Maybe I'll pop it on a story. I'll think about it. Let me have a beer and then I might do it. <laughs> so I apologise to everyone else that has of your lips around. <laughs> <laughs> it won't be the first time. Yeah. North or south? East. Oh, Christ. <laughs> I knew you were alternative, but that is. Really <laughs> <cool>. <laughs> All right, let's crack on. This is How Much for a Sleeve, episode 24 with Jade Clark. <laughs> I did that because he said he didn't want to edit it. <laughs> okay, thanks, Jade. This is Good Time Charlie, and you're listening to How Much for a Sleeve. Jade Clark, welcome back. Hello. Thank Hello. you for having me back. Long time no see. I know. We're, it's so weird, isn't it? Like last time we chatted, we were still in lockdown and now we're back in work and it feels like we've never had a break. Well, that's how it feels for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm questioning my sanity. But <laughs> but it's nice to be back. It feels good, oh, good. being back. Yeah, it Now does. that you are back, are you, are you still doing five, six days a week? No, so I well, I was doing five days a week. I've left one of the shops that I work at. Um, so I'm only working three days a week at the moment at Black Pearl in Chichester. But at the end of, I don't know when this is airing, but at the end of July, I'll be leaving Black Pearl and then moving to Worthing full-time to work at Heart of Glass with Lou Collier and Lozzie Bones. Nice Amazing. one. And Harvey, yeah. Yeah, oh. so moves are being made. My first big boy move is that being made. Is so exciting. Uh, yeah. Lozzie said, said about doing a guest squad. I'm so desperate to get down there and see the shop and hang uh, out. Like... Yeah, the shop's beautiful. <laughs> it's lovely. Come down. Okay, Everybody I'll just come down. <laughs> <laughs> it would just be like an art house slash how much for a sleeve crash out zone. Okay. <laughs> that's what ends up happening lush that sounds like an absolute dream <laughs> maybe what we should do um is do maybe mick and i should host an art house and we'll do like dick drawings yeah, i mean i've got four-year-olds <laughs> can we do an over what did you say mick you said that sounds like a terrible idea that sounds like a terrible idea <laughs> can we do an over 18s 
Like, a, like an only, only, oh, over only, only fans. <laughs> oh, were you going to say an only fans no, for dick she, drawing? she said ovaries. I didn't. I didn't hear. I didn't. Have to like the PC dick. <laughs> the PC dick drawing. Today we're going to draw ovaries. Yeah, drew ovaries on the back of my mate's van. Well, funny. <laughs> I did just draw a massive dick on the back of my friend's husband's windscreen and uh, on his rear, um, you know, window car. Uh, you know about sentences. <laughs> you know wow. But I did it so big that I could see it from the, like, it was on the drive and I could see it driving down the road. <laughs> wow. She's <laughs> like, you know, my boys are going to get in there. I was like, you're not a child. One. <laughs> you're not a child. Ridiculous. I never claimed to be an adult. No, <laughs> you didn't. This is true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, maybe we'll start our own drawing club just for digs. <laughs> what are you gonna call it? Dick House instead? <laughs> dick House Collective. The Dick House Collective. <laughs> you probably get a bigger turnout than me. <laughs> Just, 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 lo- just loads of twelve-year-old boys wanting to up their Tipex game on the back of their oh, homework 100%. diaries. <laughs> got some spray paint. Want to do it on some uh, on some fences? And um, talking of the art house, how's it going? Ah, divert dick to art house. Yeah. Um, art house is going really good. We've obviously, <laughs> we've obviously had to like slow down. Yeah, of course. A lot because at the beginning, when we came back to work, we were still doing like four classes a month and it was still hectic it was still yeah. kind of mad um it's just the admin as well and stuff like that as well making yeah. sure all the tickets are right and yeah everyone's got everything they need yeah it just it just got a little bit too much so i think we're thinking of just slowing them down slightly maybe just stopping them for a little bit over the summer because mm-hmm. i just want to enjoy my summer yeah. and not have yeah. to like worry about promotion and all of this stuff and then on top of that like it was a lot busier when it was colder when people didn't want to go outside but now obviously the weather's heating up people yeah. wanting to go out so yeah it's been like amazing we had debbie snacks in like a few weeks ago and then we ended up just having a debate about biscuits <laughs> it's a two different things in the uk and america like a biscuit in the uk yeah. is digested whereas a biscuit in the US is like something you like stop up sauce with. Yeah. It's like a savory scone, isn't it? Yeah. It's like yeah. a it's like a piece of bread almost. Yeah. Ish. If you're from the US, please don't yeah. quote me on that. Yeah. <laughs> Just what I know yeah. my my well, back actually. knowledge. <laughs> my back knowledge <laughs> of a biscuit, essentially. As I've said I've heard this this go on about gravy as well. Because they're gravy yeah, it's like a, white is it's like bread sauce. Yeah. What? Okay, yeah. no, I've not heard that. I'll, I'll message Debbie and be like, can you send me a picture of some gravy? When me yeah. and Lou went, we went to um, Roscoe's, which is a chicken, um, chicken and waffles place in LA. Yeah. And Lou had biscuits and gravy and fried chicken for breakfast. And biscuits, it is literally Biscuits just... and gravy, that could freak out an English person. Yeah. That would. Yeah. What the fuck yeah. is this? What is this? <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> and, then, and then if they're English, they'll probably tell them that they invented the words and therefore they're right and you're wrong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't I don't really know how much I want to go there to be right oh, now, to be honest. All the weird food. It's worth the real I do food. want to eat the weird food. That's the thing. Yeah. The weird food is so good. It's so good. I got this 
and there's a few like I always remember the food from my travels and there was one place I went to when I was in LA a different time and then um, I was working at the Doloroso with um, Jodie Dorber and next mm. door there was this um smoothie place and I ordered it was a charcoal smoothie it was like charcoal spinach and peanut butter smoothie and it came in this fucking bucket and it was so it, it was Everything pretty much everywhere. yeah pretty much a bucket and it was just pure black and my mouth was all black and I was like tattooing and my teeth were all black and stuff but not, not for me it was good what it does was charcoal good. do just help you digest yeah pretty much yeah. and makes you look goth as fuck but it does yeah fun. walking around with a black smoothie <laughs> a black yeah. bucket of smoothie yeah <laughs> everything's better when it's black <laughs> which leads us on to the oh god <laughs> speaking of which i'm wearing my make racist afraid again t-shirt oh. is, that a, is, that, is that a frank turner no uh this no. is my mate so his name's ben he did like a series of um like hats so he did red hats that said make racist afraid again and then he did teach Oh, like now. yeah, that's cool. I think it's, I think yeah. it was a line in um, a Frank Turner song. Oh, was it? Yeah. And then I think he's doing fifteen percent, or a, a portion of the percentage is going to the bailout fund. Yeah. So I bought one. Oh wow! Nice. And it's my favorite top. Highly nice. recommend getting it. If if How you're did... making them. Oh. His yeah. name's Morbid Pen, on Instagram. Uh, awesome. morbid pen morbid pen <laughs> that's the yeah. dude um, how did your t-shirts go you made some beautiful merch they went good I literally like I was just so busy that I kept forgetting to post them out um, I made £600 <laughs> for oh. Black Minds Matter which was Amazing. great yeah and yeah the t-shirt turned out awesome I'm so happy with it it's that's like, awesome. although I do feel like a little bit like a twat walking around with my own merchandise on sometimes, but yeah, it doesn't have it. my name. Uh, on it. I do it. Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't have my name on it. So I don't feel as twatish. <laughs> I wear my t-shirts with my name on. I'm like, it's a uniform. It's all right. Uniform. <laughs> Expenses. It's, yeah. it's my uniform. Obviously. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what else? What other merch were you doing? You had the um, colouring books from um, the Dick House Collective. The Dick House Collective, yeah. Guys, you're not dicks. If you're listening to this, you're not dicks. Oh, um, no, I didn't mean them. I meant Jade and Rebecca. Me, yes, it's me and Rebecca are the Dick House, and then we made the art house. Um, yeah, <laughs> they went really well. I have basically, we kept having issues with like our files being corrupted and all of this stuff, and it was kind of. Um, because we uh, technically like we we stopped selling them about six weeks ago so I can understand people's frustration when they don't have the book um but it's finally out of the printer we've finally managed to sort out all the glitches and stuff like that um but yeah it's just been it's just been a little bit manic but again because we're trying to figure out the balance between art house and work and you know we've all got other things going on in like our personal lives and obviously Rebecca's got a family and all this other stuff. So we're just trying to figure out what how's best to operate it right now. So yeah. the art house has kind of shifted from being our main priority to our second priority. Because in lockdown, I had like I, because obviously I ran the account most of the time, I had nothing to do in lockdown. And now I have everything to do. Yeah. 
So it's kind of shifted, taking a taking a sit back in priority. But all the guys in the art house have been great. Like they've been offering help and stuff like that. So no, the book is going to get sent out hopefully quite soon. Um, but yeah, I'm just looking forward to getting everything done. I'm looking forward to summer and moving and seeing, you know, the artists we have for the next half of the year. And it will just be nice. It will just be really nice. It when is you... mad, like coming back to work, isn't it? I feel like like it's the same with this. Oh, God, it was just the one thing I was focusing on, and now it's a, now we're back at work. It's like I love this so much, but I just haven't got as much time. And I'm like, even I don't even speak to Nick as much, and I'm like, oh, yeah, hello, I miss you. <laughs> like, yeah, so you just speaking to you every day. Same yeah, but every day I'm doing something. I'm like, I'm trying to exercise. I'm got like motivations i (laughs) i'm just like drawing and socializing and literally every single night i've got something going on and it's just like because you want to you're allowed to do stuff you want to do everything and i get asked to do it and i can't say no and i'm like yeah i just want to do everything but then i look at my week and i'm like fuck when am i even going to listen to the episode for next week like thank god for Mick. yeah yeah me (laughs) i think yeah, I think when I came back, it was kind of like a hit. But also, for I think for a lot of tattooers, I know for me personally, like I'm not used to this um, almost this fast exchange. People wanting tattoos now instantly. They don't like the fact they have to wait. But like uh, I got that before, but now it's a lot more frequent. Like I probably say that I have my books closed three times a week, and I still have people messaging me like that we go, have you got any appointments for next week? It's like, yeah, no, <laughs> I don't. Yeah. And I haven't, I haven't taken a new booking since last October, which blows yeah. my mind. Is that because you're That's backing sad. people up? Yeah. 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 So I was, so from December, I was fully booked until May, beginning of June anyway. So I already had that. Back up, and then I had to, move people from January to April um and then I've had to move them to the new studio and now I'm booked till October and it's like I've not taken a deposit for a resident shop in so long I just want to make money like that again yeah Yeah. it's a bit stressful I know what you mean it's mad isn't it and um but like your halfie is like, oh, should I just book a bit further ahead and take deposits? And the halfie's like, no, because you've got, I've got no idea what the fuck I'm doing in December. Like no. that's when I've next got space, but I don't want to book people because you know you just don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, I I've kind of been struggling with how far in advance I should book, and also like how I need to operate my books because I feel like I now because I'm I'm quite vocal <laughs> just a little bit vocal <laughs> I feel like I have to have like a different stance with how I operate things in a way so like for example I um I realized that I do have a lot of POC clients but they don't get in with me because like by the time I'm fully booked they've messaged too late so yeah. it's like shit I can't get you in so I've like had to sort of change the way I work with 
you know, who do I want to tattoo or who do I feel like I should be tattooing more? Because, you know, I, I really struggle with this idea that a lot of tattooers press forward. If you don't see black skin on somebody's profile, it means they don't tattoo black people and they're racist. And it's like, no, like that's not always the case. Like it depends yeah. on where you are. If you're in London and you only have white skin, maybe question why that is. But you know, in West Sussex, the like 97% of the population is white. Like between 95 and 97% of the population is white. So, you know, in some instances, there just aren't people of color in the areas that we tattoo. So I've kind of thought, well, I need to sort of press that I do tattoo people of color. And I think also because I am black, brown, POC, people assume that I will just do it. But that's not a, the same for people who are white, mm -hmm. basically. Yeah. So I've just sort of done like, um, well, first, obviously my first priority is chrome tattoos. Cause I want to do more chrome tattoos all the time. Mm -hmm. And then the second priority is people of color. And then it's just general open books. Just, just stuff that I want to do. Yeah. Just stuff I want to do. So you open your books purely for people of color and then yeah. for a spell or is it you set aside days where they. No. So I, um, this is like my first time doing it. Um, it's purely. So on the 29th of July, chrome tats chrome color tattoos because they're my favorite i did a chrome croc as in the shoe on somebody <laughs> and i think it was the highlight of my career <laughs> i was done after that um did someone come in and request that or is that you giving so i was guest spotting i was guest spotting at um the um at leanne kerr's studio delilah's dagger in sydenham and her girlfriend wanted well I just said you should just get a chrome croc tattoo and she was like okay and I was like oh we're serious all right um <laughs> yeah so I just tattooed it on her one evening and then I tattooed Leanne Amazing. I tattooed a Tamagotchi with oh, I saw that with the I Pokemon think. in it I can't remember which Pokemon though so yeah I just love doing chrome tattoos um amazing yeah and then on the 30th of July it's purely people of color I just, for me, I, cause I don't really think about it obviously because I'm a tattoo I don't, I don't think about it. I'm just like, who's good. And I can recognize language when people use certain language around me. And then I'm like, ah, you can't tattoo me. Bye. Um, but there's some, there's a lot of POC people that want to get tattooed, but solely invest their trust in POC artists. So if I can help in that way, like build a confidence to, you know, other tattoos and like recommending other tattooers, whether they're POC, whether they're white, whatever, I will do that. But if someone trusts me to do something because of my skill level and the fact that I can tattoo people of color, I can tattoo color on people of color, I can tattoo black work on people of color, uh, black and gray on people of color, it doesn't phase me. Whereas I know a lot of people have been like, you're too dark to get this, so I won't do it. Yeah. And it's like, what do you do with that type of language? Sorry, there's a motorbike, really loud motorbike. <laughs> oh. I'm doing a podcast oh. here. Mate, come on. Just rude. Elvis has just, Elvis has just come to fuck shit up as well. Yeah. Oh, don't knock that over. Come here, come and show your face. What's going on? 
It was a cat. My cat. It's got oh, about a this time. So we get to in this podcast. Yeah, that won't wind him up and make him knock the fuck out of everything. I really, I, I don't know how this is going to go. You don't like I know. <laughs> this cat is cute, though. I'm trying to like cats a bit more. But it's hard. Oh, for fuck's sake. That was a oh. close-up anus. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> don't know why that was a why that, that was necessary. Um, that, lost that, my train of thought now. What was Paul talking about? Elvis, talking put about your, your, away. your how you uh, organize your time between. Oh your yeah, so um, yeah, I've realized that sort of uh, people of color invest their trust in yeah. other people of color. So yeah, I'm more than happy to help anyone that has been sort of in a not very in a not incredibly nice situation in a tattoo shop because of their race um and actually make them feel comfortable going back into a studio because we do need to adjust the way we talk to people in a way and like that was a very it's sort of what I was saying I think I'm did I mention it in the podcast last time with Blackie. I don't know. I don't give a shit if I say his name. He's a dickhead anyway. I but, tell um, the same stories probably... every time. So if you want to say something actually important twice, it's fine. Go okay, on. cool. Yeah. Excellent <laughs> news. Um, well, yeah, there was a, this German guy who was a hyper-realism tattooer that was basically made like an IGTV video that got taken down by Instagram for hate speech um, on why it's impossible to tattoo realism on dark skin. And I just was sort of saying, it's not, it's not impossible. It's just different. It's just a yeah. different process. Like you, you can't say it's impossible. Um, and then he, he basically was talking to someone else I know called Jay, who's in Texas and was like, I just can't do it because it looks shit. And that's the point I was making. It's like, it's not the client's fault. Mm. It's because this artist was, is uneducated. Yeah. And he he doesn't want to shift the way he does work to fit people of colour. Um, but yeah, I was just sort of saying it's not impossible. It's just different. Also, hyper-realism, personally for me, has not been around long enough to see that it's going to look good on anybody in five years, let, let alone a person of colour. But um, yeah, yeah. Sort of the way we talk to pe- like people of colour specifically... Um, so that's why I'm just opening my books a little bit earlier because I feel like there's not that space. And and do you think that comes when when they they're going into shops? There's automatically a sort of a that comes from the artists that are like uh, not that they're racist, but they know that they're going to have to research or they're going to have to do something different because um, because of the skin. Or do you think people just aren't used to doing it enough to have to know that it's that it's okay and you can i think i think um i think it's a bit of both but also in your apprenticeship why are you not researching color theory anyway Mm. on different skin tones like that should just be a base a base level like when i was doing my apprenticeship i wanted to know how to tattoo color on people of color and that was that was what I wanted to know. And for a lot of my mates who did their apprenticeships, they were like, that didn't even cross my mind. And I was just there like, how? How did it not mm. cross your mind to think about that? Um, yeah. I think it comes from a place of like, 
I personally notice a lot of artists trying to shift it so it's not their fault. Yeah. And it's always the client's fault. But when that happens, very uh, passive, aggressive, racist shit is said, basically. Like, um, your skin is too dark. Rather than, I don't know how to make this work for your skin tone. Yeah, that's a good that's one. Not, yeah. not a cl- that client, that's not the client's business. Mm. To change yeah. their skin tone to work better with yeah. the artist. Not my job, not my job. Um, and you know, I've had a lot of people that have basically been like, nah, your skin's too dark. My, my tattoos won't work well on you. Similar to, um, there was an incident over summer where I think a guy in America, he, he sort of was saying, yeah, my tattoos don't work for dark skin because of the colors I use. And we were just like, why can't you just change the colors? Yeah. Why can't you just change like for specifically people of color? If it doesn't work for people of color, why can't you adapt your technique to work on people of color? Um, and again, that was just met with, he's not racist. It's like, yeah, but he's not making the effort to yeah. include POCs. So that doesn't make him not racist. Yeah. essentially yeah um was that the guy at um high voltage cat yeah that's the guy that, yeah is that did he say that because um i didn't really look i sort of caught the tail end of it does he use pigment grays i don't really know i don't really know if if people are unwilling to tattoo people of color i block them and delete them yeah. i just like if, yeah. if anyone even says to me like um, I know somebody that was getting tattooed. They're white and they got tattooed by somebody and the artist said, oh, you're too tanned. This would work better if you were paler. Blocked and deleted. Mm. I, d- I don't even have the time to, yeah. to even bring that into my radar anymore. Like I used to be yeah. like, I'm going to educate you. And now I don't even want to bring it into my radar. Like if you're going to say this, bye, you're gone. Yeah. It's, I'm almost not not, it's almost not your... It's just enough. We spoke about it on when we spoke to you before about how... Mm you know your it's not your job to educate people you yeah. take you take what battles you want to pick but if you see something that you just can't be asked with it doesn't make you you know weak yeah but, you know. and i think when like when all this stuff was coming out i felt like it was my job yeah yeah and like a lot and a lot of black tattooers felt like it was their job to educate specifically white tattooers on things so when I posted on like Lackey's post I was like it's not impossible it's just different and I said and I specifically when I when I made this statement I specifically was reaching out to people of color if they wanted Mm -hmm. to find somebody that wanted an artist who knew how to tattoo people of color so I said if if um POC if you want to know somebody that can tattoo your skin well please drop me a DM I had probably like Three POC people, two in the UK and one in America messaged me about getting tattooed by someone who was, um, who could tattoo POC skin. And then I had 80 requests in my emails from white tattooers asking me to send lists of artists that would tattoo POC skin so they could learn. And I'm like, that was when I was like, it's not my job. It's not my job to do this. If you know what, if it's my job, pay me. Yeah. pay me because i've been doing this since i was 20 i've been looking at like up this stuff since i was 20 and i'm t- 25 next month and then yeah. like, this isn't just stuff that i know because they're a mate like i've 
gone out and I found these people from all over the world. So I have like an encyclopedia of people that I kind of know who can do certain things for certain people. Um, but I think I felt like it was my job, but also I felt like a lot of white tattooers thought it was my job. Yeah, mm. yeah, I know what you mean. And then, then when I stopped doing it, they still were like, but why can't you educate me? Why can't you tell me? And I'm like, because I'm 25 and you're 50. Like, what? <laughs> why? Because <laughs> I'm a baby. <laughs> and also I feel like that, that you know, you need to educate me is almost quite passive aggressive as well. It's just like almost trying to catch you out so they can go, ah. Mm. You know. That happened. I think that we actually happened. spoke about it, didn't we? Yeah, that happened with the Dan Cuban incident. I, you're right, I get right. myself into a lot of incidences, <laughs> don't I? I've been in how many have I been in? One, two, three. I've been in three that have gone viral. <laughs> so I was in one in one with a tattoo shop slash tattooist from Manchester. That was last year, where where he was like, I, I'm not racist, I'm not this, I don't need to tell you why I desaturate my photos. So I just replied, actually, can you? And- uh, <laughs> That's always a good comment. Uh, yeah, just, so, so can someone, you, like, just tell someone, me. Someone tells you a joke that's like, racist or homophobic or something, you just go, sorry, can you just explain that to me? Because I really don't understand. And it always comes back to, well, because he's, well, he's a black man. Ah. Ah. Right, okay, so he, that's why you think it's funny, because that's not funny to me. But that's yeah. not funny, yeah. But like, so that situation was last May-ish, potentially, yeah. And then, you know, after I literally just asked him, actually, can you? Because I think as for POC people, we'd really appreciate that. I was just greeted by his, by death threats, by people Mad wishing God. harm on me. Like, just, so just, just from me asking a question, not right. even going like, you're wrong, just actually just can you explain it just tell us why you do it um and the reason was for his aesthetic which i still think is a bit fucked up because if your aesthetic means more to you and like yeah. then like the representation that you want to build then that's your business but um but yeah he's blocked me um after the second altercation that i had which was um which and i know a lot of people don't agree with me on this or whatever I basically put out this Dan Cuban thing of like what he said and what the apology should have been and why it's fucked and all of this stuff and a lot of people specifically in America were asking to pay me for my time uh so I was just like I was like I wasn't ever expecting any money from it like that's not what I ever thought about and then all of a sudden because I had a GoFundMe for the art house page um for me and Rebecca set up I saw money going into it quite quickly and I didn't know where it was coming from um and there were like comments like thank you for educating me but it wasn't from art house people it was from other people so I was like okay shit all right so people were paying me for doing that um and then oh. I got blocked by the tattoo shop that this guy from last year that I was meant to guest at this year actually and then was like you know what nah don't want to anymore um but yeah and then I had the strangely yeah yeah really weird right and <laughs> the lackey post which is where I had 
that weird ass dude commenting on my baby photos. Jedi Mark, <laughs> shout out to Jedi Marcus, um, <laughs> who was just leaving racist and quite sexual comments on my baby photo. So, Marcus, fucking... Marcus, man, not normal. The yeah. Jedi, he's a Jedi though. So, you think you know? <laughs> Of that makes it okay that makes everything okay but <laughs> you know like yeah I get I I'm quite vocal and I think that's why people thought that I should teach them because I because I don't I don't tolerate people people's bullshit really <laughs> I just yeah. don't it is so it is really refreshing like you know you I'm fairly confident that you are the sort of person I could just say, like, do you think this top is shit? And you'd be like, 100%, yes. it looks yeah, I t- shit. But, like, why would I, why would I make you look bad? Like, <laughs> that's not my intention, is to make you look bad. And that, that, that's what I was saying to, well, what I was trying to explain to Lackey was, I'm not trying to make you look bad. I'm just trying to tell you what you're saying is problematic. The fact that Instagram removed it for hate speech saying something yeah i can't be going crazy and thinking that something's wrong if instagram removed it (laughs) that's it when so when you opened up when you said that you were going to open up your books for people of color first Mm -hmm. what was the general reaction was it super positive um it was like 96 percent positive that's very specific 96 percent yeah like I I understand that I what is it there's like a quote where it's like when when you've been treated a life of privilege equality feels like oppression yeah Yeah. um and I think people thought that I was like I only want to tell you black people now and it's like no I know for a matter of fact that I am an artist that can provide black people a safe space to be tattooed and to feel okay going into a studio. And that's a very rare thing to find. Like, it's incredibly rare. Like in the UK, it's hard. It is is super hard. Like when I did my guest spot in London, for example, um, it was the first time where majority of my clients were black people or people of color. Um, uh, Because, but apart from that, like, I've only ever like I I rarely get to tattoo people of color and it's because they feel like they can't get in with me because my availability is not there. So yeah. I've been tattooing majority white people since 2018, beginning of 2018. So I was kind of like, Do you know what? I'm going to shift it. Whether pe- whether people of color want to inquire about booking in with me fine but if they don't then there's still going to be space for just general open books um a lot of the feedback was extremely positive because a new like from poc and non-poc people um i had a few people who were like oh so you're promoting racism now and i just blocked them i was like okay Mm -hmm. fine (laughs) it's like i just can't i just i'm just not fighting these people anymore i just can't be bothered Um, that's it it does get to a point where you just have to think like are they worth my actual energy? And the answer like, is no. Yeah. Yeah. 
The answer is no. And especially when it's like a troll account, it's not something that I can track. It's not something like, it's not someone I know. So it's why am I gonna- customer, is it? It's just- No. Yeah. Um, some, yeah. To be fair, yeah. I did have one of my customers last year, ex-customer now, who got just obliterated on Instagram. Cause I, I put up a post going, drown out, drown out white noise with black voices as in like the sound white noise mm-hmm. and she said something to the effect of um what is it about you people wanting your voices in the forefront and every person i knew just went and just obliterated this woman <laughs> and i just sort of oh replied, i don't think you should get tattooed by me anymore and left it and then she like deleted it she unfollowed me from Instagram, you know, end of the world stuff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I've had like a couple issues, but from no one that I know. Yeah. They all know where I'm coming from. I'm not doing it from a place of malice, like down you white people. I'm just yeah. doing it to open up the space. Like if POC people specifically want to get tattooed by me for the reasons that I put out, fine i'll open up that space but at the end of the day if people don't inquire or i don't take on that work because it doesn't suit what i do it's not going to affect anybody really in the long run one one thing i've really noticed and have noticed other tattooers saying online as well is there seems to be this whole new sense of entitlement from potential customers and people trying to get tattooed now and like it, I don't know where the fuck it's come from. I don't know if people have just, if it's the new generation of people who have turned 18 over lockdown or, or what, and they're frustrated that they can't get in. Oh, I yeah. don't know what the fuck it is, but like. It's people... almost like tattooing has turned into Marks and Spencers. Yeah. Like you go in, yeah. you get out. Like it's like this consumerism capitalist bullshit. Yeah, but yeah. no, I've noticed that. I've 100% yeah. they just sort of think that this is how it works. I'm like, actually, we're creative. Yeah. We can't just spew shout like it's no one's business. Um, yeah, and also the beauty of being self-employed and controlling our own diary and work for ourselves, we choose what we want to tattoo and who we want to tattoo. Yeah. And we only book the people in that we want to tattoo. We're not obliged to do anything that anyone yeah. comes at us with. And I had an email the other day and it was like, I got bought a voucher in February. Like, I'm really dissatisfied that you've not fit me in. I'm like, a voucher doesn't mean you're entitled to an appointment. It just means no. you've got a voucher. If you have a voucher for fucking new look, you can't knock on the door at eight o'clock in the morning and demand that dress. No. Like, I just, yeah, I feel like people's behaviour has just been so much worse. Yeah. But it it's is the few what... Am- it's also the most amount of... Um, people that have been asking another motorbike can you not tell i'm doing a podcast thank you just so rude i'm so sorry so rude see i've had a lot of people who are are trying to demand deposits back which i've never really had before and i've always said this i never refund deposits unless it's my fault like unless i i've done something to the appointment like double book something or whatever which I have never done I don't de- I don't refund things but I've had people feel like almost trying to guilt trip me into getting deposits back like you know being self-employed is so hard bitch I'm self-employed like I know <laughs> it's hard like I haven't had I got my first grant was the fourth grant that was issued out and 
you know, I've had people who are refund, like demanding deposit back. I had um, a customer who was booked in when I was an apprentice, when I was 40 pound an hour and was demanding that I tattoo her at my apprentice rate. And I was like, no, that's not how this works. Like if she hadn't changed her mind, I would have done it for the price that I quoted, but she changed her mind. So I'm not going to charge it at the rate of my apprentice rate and was demanding that I did it at my apprentice rate. And I was like, do you know what, mate? You're too much hassle. Here's your deposit back. Please leave me the fuck alone now. Yeah. Leave me alone. Um, you know, people seeming to try and guilt trip people. And it's like, we understand this is hard, but also tattooists are in the same boat. Yeah. The pandemic has not changed. The fact that I don't refund deposits. Sorry. Also, I'm sorry, but your deposit paid my rent in fucking June last year. So mm-hmm. I haven't got it. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry. It's not, it's, not like, it's not how this works, but yeah, what, I feel what, like... Why are they asking for it, for it back? Because deposit from lockdowns or is this they paid a deposit for whatever reason? From lockdowns. That, right. Mine are from lockdowns. Yeah. Um, but surely they can just book in again, though. Yeah, I say that. But, but they... Apparently they not. They don't want to wait... Because you till October or yeah or that or like they change their minds they get cold feet um, yeah but if you're if you even got the inkling you've got cold feet you probably shouldn't be booking a deposit yeah but that's booking an appointment if you, if you that's how it yeah. works and you, you that's what a, that's what a deposit is for it's literally the point of a deposit and you pay deposits for loads of stuff yeah. mortgages also, we've There's we've sent fucking five emails back and forth it's paying for the time of that that's how I see yeah. it. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 of course. I just, yeah. I just, I've always said no refunds. So I don't, I don't, but yeah. no, I, I get that too. And I think people demanding that we work hours that we don't work. Yeah. So, like, what's your earliest appointment? Oh, it's in October. Have you not got anything earlier? Now that you said it, actually, I'm going to work on it. Actually, yeah. And it's different. I can do tomorrow. Like, <laughs> we, we had a plasterer come to look at some work and he said that I don't, I don't, it could be anything. He's got, I don't know. Maybe he hasn't had a, had a lot of work in lockdown. He's like, I, I don't mind doing it on a Sunday for you. So we're like, oh, wicked, that's fine. But it, they said it. They yeah. started it. It's not like me saying, yeah. well, we want it done before that week, so you're going to have to come on a Sunday to do yeah. it. Yeah. Because you rightly go, get fucked. Yeah. Yeah. I've offered to work some of my days off for certain clients, depending on, like, you know, some of my clients have been booked in since 2019, like the middle of 2019. So I've offered to work, like, on a Sunday. Mm-hmm or whatever but yeah actually now I've realized that that means that I'm burning myself out physically and mentally yeah. uh so I've stopped I've had to stop doing it because you know tattoos we need our brains and our bodies to work to produce Absolutely. good work so I've just yeah. I've just had to stop doing it and you know the date you get is the date you get uh it's it's not and I get really I have like this conflict situation personally which I've always had, which is imposter syndrome, which I talked about last time, where mm. I feel like if I give someone a date and a time and a price, like, oh, does that make my ego sound really big? Like, do I just sound like a dick? Like, all this stuff, like, it's literally no other, up. Yeah. no other way of doing it. Otherwise, yeah, that's it. stitch yourself up. Well, we'll do a price on the day. and we'll, Yeah. That's no. never, that's never it's much be. better to just be upfront about it. And you know, yeah. if they at the end of the day, <laughs> if me. they want to get tattooed by you, they'll pay. They'll come at the time you've given them, and they'll be fucking nice. Yeah. Like, and if they don't want to be tattooed, then 
like yeah, yeah. and I I feel like especially because I'm quite new to tattooing like I've only this is only my fourth year tattooing um but I don't I don't like doing this friendly back and forth stuff like so I moved from yeah. DMs to emails because I don't like doing this friendly chat. Hey, babes. No. Also, yeah. if you ever email me and refer to me as babes, you're probably going to the back of the list. I'm not a pig. <laughs> I'm not. No. What? It's not happening <laughs> at all. Because I get a few of them. Like, hey, babes. Hey, darling. Like, I literally have no idea who this person is. Yeah, I know. It's weird. No People idea. get overly friendly and you tattoo them once and then they're like, oh. best mate. Oh, my friend. Hey. No, no, that's not the case. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I don't like doing this like pleasantries whole thing. Like if you're inquiring to me about something, I'm pretty upfront. If you just tell me what you want, I'm like, cool. This is the price. This is the deposit I need. This is the date that I can get you in. Send it by this time. Otherwise, I will not re- will not do it. Um, yeah. It's just it just needs to be that way. Because it has to be that way. I'm, I'm lovely in person. Yeah. Just over emails, I come off as kind of a bitch. And I'm, I'm not. I just, I, uh, I just don't like wasting my time on that. That's things. it. Yeah, that's it. And the volume of emails you have to send, I like just, before I hired someone to do them for me, I literally just had like a template. And when I opened my books, I just copy and paste, copy and paste, but adjust. Hi, this is how much it's going to be. This is the deposit I yeah. need. Which um, I this is how it, and This is how it works. And it would just be like a brief, thanks for your email. I like this design. I like the idea, whatever. But now, yeah, now I have flow and I feel like it's changed my whole life mm. because all of the, the, you don't get any of, you know, when you have customers who are like, you go back and forth a lot and they change their minds a lot and you're already mm. fucking hate, like not hating them, but you're already <laughs> pissed off with them really before they come in. Yeah. I don't have to deal with any of that, so I don't know if someone's... And then when that always happens, I was like, in my head, I'm like, this person's going to be a nightmare. And then they come in and they're adorable and lovely and the nicest human in the yeah. world. And I'm like, oh, I feel really bad now for thinking they're a dick before they came in. But all now I've got someone to do it for me. I don't get any of that. Yeah, all my clients are so lovely. Like, I'm so lucky yeah. in the fact that, you know, I, I don't know... I don't know how it's happened, but I've sort of built this platform where people want to get booked in by me and sort of trust me to do what I need to do, which I never thought I'd be in that position to do. I just thought that I was always going to be like a walk-in girl. Um, And that's like fully what I believed for ages. And it just, it sort of blows my mind that I'm like, fuck, I'm booking up for six months. What the hell is that about? And, but yeah, I have like lovely clients, but I do say now in my emails, if you change your mind, I might not take on the work. Like, yeah. if there's something I don't want to do, I won't do it. Yeah. Or maybe don't want to is a bit harsh. Things I can't do. I'm very op- honest when it's like, if it's something that I cannot do, I will tell you, like, this isn't in my wheelhouse, but I know people whose wheelhouse it is in. And then I shift it. I don't just go, nah, not for me. Bye. Or, 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 yeah, or yeah. ignore it. Yeah. yeah. I, just don't see, I just don't see the... The point and again it's like the little encyclopedia of in my head where I know where they are what studio they work at yeah. when they work a little bit like a psychopath brain but <laughs> it comes in helpful like if people want to know like I, we're, I was in the barbershop and some guy was looking 
for a new artist because his other artist moved to Japan or something. And I was like, can I have a look at your arm and I can probably recommend somebody. And he laughed at me and he was like, yeah, right. I'm like, give me two minutes. Looked at his arm. I was like, cool, go to Aaron Anthony at, um, at the Circle in London. Guarantee he'll do a really nice job of a continuation of that. He went, he went, no, you just know that off the top of your head. I'm like, yeah, check him out. And within like five minutes, he booked an appointment. <laughs> <laughs> With it, I was like, I told you, I'm not just making this shit up in my head. Like, <laughs> but yeah, I just, I'm, I'm very honored that people do want to get booked in with me. But I also feel like I've not been working enough to have an assistant. <laughs> I just, you know, I think- It does seem life-changing though. It is, it's quality, of, it's like work-life balance. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think it was affordable for one. Um, and I thought I can't be asked having to train somebody to do it. But yeah. she works for Lou. She uh, Lou Hopper. Oh she yeah. She works in Death's store. She's her receptionist. And Lou was telling me about her, and I was like, Oh my god, I want her. So Lou was like, Well, I'll just ask her if she's got time. And she literally just spends like anything between like two and four hours a week, depending on how many mm. um, stuff, how many things come through. But it's literally she deals with all the shit. So I have an automatic response set up saying my books are closed. I have no space. Please keep an eye on social media for announcements. And then Flo just deals with all the queries that come in. Like, is it cash or card next week? Or um, can my friend come? Or I'm changing my design? Or can you just confirm this? And she deals with all that. And honestly, like... Lifesaver. Yeah, it's just taking that pressure off my shoulders. You know, it's always in the back of your mind, isn't it? I've got to do my emails. When am I going to do them? And I don't have that now. See, and I'm a I don't think freak. It... Sorry? I'm a control freak. Like I know, but I, I like I... knowing what I've got in my head. Yeah. But I I laid out I when I was sort of trying like moving over to use and flow, I wrote probably 20 drafts in my in my draft folder of replies for her to use for oh, just cool. general stuff. So she and if and she emails me every week with basically compiles a list of inquiries that she can't answer and says how do I deal with this how do I deal with this so I sit down I have one email a week and I just blast through it yes no um like yeah that's fine offer this date blah 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 yeah so I still I'm not like handed it over completely she still asks me if she doesn't know but it honestly it's the best thing ever if I if that means I get a whole pretty much I could spend six hours a week doing emails and that's six hours a week I get to spend with my child or with my cat, or at the gym, or with my cat. I love how that was one of the priorities. Like, yeah, fucking right, fucking right is, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Or doing more time on the podcast. Like, it's absolutely worth it. Yeah, absolutely worth it. So, I think I'm also very aware of like because of my position. It's not even really a position, but like because of my stance and actually when stuff is said and it's wrong, I'm very vocal about it. I'm <laughs> bringing someone else into that space to yeah. deal with that shit. Like that, yeah. it, it's not something that I want to put onto other people, but yeah. I want to make people aware that it is happening. If that yeah. makes sense. Because a lot of the time, like 97% of the time, people are really supportive and lovely, but it's those 3% of absolute twats Yeah. That are extremely Brain, visible and it really has an effect. Yeah. 
and I don't but also when you're if like if I have a shitty email it's nothing it's and Flo's answering it she doesn't get offended by it because it's not about her she's able yeah. to just be detached from it and I guess like if it's something that you're considering or would want to do in future you'll just know when it if you find if you yeah. meet somebody and the the opportunity arises you will just sort of know when it if it's the right person but I wouldn't but just it, like it's such a I think I think I did a post about it slightly was, what the hell is going on is someone trying to break into a house <laughs> hang on I need to see what the fire. hell is going on what is going on here I can't put my head out the window, but it sounds like someone's trying to bang on a door. What is going on? I can't lift up my window. What is going on here, guys? Is it I Rebecca? I need to know what's happening. Like, why am I not involved in this episode? <laughs> I literally don't know what was going on, but it was really annoying me. Um, but yeah, like, I, I sort of mentioned it uh, with the... Uh, Maybe last time, I don't really know. I put up this uh, post about safety. <laughs> There's a woman over there that was on the balcony and there was a pigeon in her balcony that she didn't see and the pigeon just flew in her face. A <laughs> um, really eventful road. Um, yeah, but I put up a post like about safety and stuff like that and context. So, for example, like, Lucy, you could deem someone that's safe, but I might not. But you're white and I'm black. Similarly, like, if a black man deems someone unsafe, but you still deem them safe, it's the context of it. Mm. And, like, some emails might be really shitty, but will you ever get a racist email? Would you well, ever yeah, get a racist one? Me? No. Well, no, absolutely not. Whereas know. I get them... Yeah. I probably get them... They, like, influx depending on what's going on. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, what racist tattoo is out? I'll get an influx yeah. of you're a monkey. Like I will get them in my emails. That's or in my so, that's so sad. Even yeah. something, something that you are not even involved in, but something will happen. In, yeah, yeah. In something, nothing that's my business. It'll just be a troll who will, and it will usually get put into my junk mail and I'll just delete it and it won't really, it doesn't really affect me anymore. Um, because in the last year, it's gone up so fu- so high that. I don't, I don't um, register yeah. it anymore. Yeah. Um, but again, like, so sad. it's weird because I've only been tattooing for four years, but people who have been in this industry and are white and have been tattooing for 25 years have never had to deal with this shit. So it's no. like the context of the situation, like, yeah, it's a life changer, but I have to deal with stuff that you don't necessarily have to. And I don't want to put that onto somebody else. Yeah. Because if you read someone saying half the shit that they said to me about me being a this, that, tower, all of this stuff, regardless if you, regardless if it wasn't about you or them, it would affect you. Because I've shown like my mates it and they've been like, that's fucking disgusting. Like, who the yeah. hell is this person? And my mates are like the FBI. The, they have hunted these fuckers down <laughs> and found them. So yeah, it's, it's like a, a context situation. But I feel like there's lots of stuff that necessarily I need to think about that other people don't need to think about. Yeah. Like even Do the you- way I present myself online. So 
Do you think that things have improved or have they actually just hired like in over the last sort of year or do you think things have just been highlighted or do you think that you've become sort of more prominent so you get more abuse because you're more prominent I think a mixture of all three if I'm honest I think people now are more likely to out racist behavior in a studio so that makes it highlighted in a way but also I've never really been involved in these conversations because I did I felt like I didn't have a place to get involved in these conversations mm-hmm. um but now that I actively talk about it people target me because of it but if I was probably if I probably stayed quiet I wouldn't be getting targeted and this is when my mom goes in my eye just leave it just leave it but there's something yeah. that I said and I'm like, I can't leave it. I, ca- I cannot sit here and pretend that what this guy is saying or guy or girl or whatever is saying is, is okay. Um, yeah. So I think it's a combination of all three. I think it's people are now more likely to highlight racist behaviors. I think um, for me, people sort of have this, this, uh, how do I say not backlash target towards me because I talk about things but I also feel like I was blindsided by it before because it's just not stuff that I even um clocked because I saw it as being normal and actually it's not normal so now that I know it's not normal I talk about it so yeah yeah I think a mixture of all three which is sad But I don't want no. it to like be sad. Like that's not why I talk about it. Is for people to be sad. Like oh, this is so lonely. No, like it's it. I I want people to like see shit and like you know talk about how they could have done better in a situation. Not necessarily like cancel someone's career. I don't believe in that. I don't believe in canceling people's careers unless 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 they're rapists like just unless that but I always believe in like being held accountable for your actions yeah I think that's just I think people mistake what I try and say for cancel culture and accountability culture I don't believe in cancel culture really but (laughs) I do highly believe in accountability like if you've not done something right or you've dealt with something the wrong way just openly address it. Don't try and layer it with, yeah. I've done this and I've done this and I've done, like, no, but what haven't you done? Like, what haven't you done which could have made a situation better? Yeah. Because, like, even I've I've been, like, you know, I've done things like desaturated my photos and then I realised how fucked it was, so I stopped doing it and I, like, sort of made an active effort to stop doing it, like, you know, I'm talking to um, another artist at the moment, Adam Willett, and we were sort of talking about how he could make his profile more inclusive. And so we sort of were talking about putting uh, designs on swatches, just like as a base level to see what designs would look like on various skin tones and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the post you put up was perfect. It was just like, um, I am very aware that my profile is very white dominated it is not because it's not for any other reason other than I don't have a POC demographic 
where I live. So I've done this to show like that I can, that I can work on POC. And this is what it would look like. My work would look like on someone that is POC. Um, And it was just perfect rather than going, oh, um, I tattoo POCs and because I tattoo POCs, I'm gonna charge them cheaper. What's that doing? What is that doing? Yes. I'm gonna tattoo them for free. Well, I bet you're fucking regretting it now. I'm gonna tattoo them for free. What is that doing? Like, what? Yeah. What? Why don't you be like, I'm gonna tattoo, um, I'm gonna tattoo Flash, and I'm gonna donate it to a charity or to a cause. But yeah. what is tattooing black people for free gonna do for you, yeah. for the black community, apart from your profile that you yeah. tattoo you black go. people? Yeah. yeah. Um, so people hiding oh sorry last thing also people hiding the fact they're tattooing black people for free as a good charity case rather than a learning experience is what i've noticed uh, people tattooing black people for free because they don't know how to do it and then masking right. it as i want yeah. to have that community it just doesn't make sense to me and it pisses me off when you talk about desaturated photos yeah I desaturate photos to try and remove the redness around a tattoo because my diary, every day I'll tattoo like six or seven people and they're back to back and I haven't got time to wrap it up and wait half an hour for it to drop. Yeah. But I would never desaturate the skin to take away the colour of that person's skin. Yeah. And there have been times where I have tattooed POC and I think, and I've kept the image, I'm like so aware don't desaturate the image yeah you know like where what is the where does desaturating it so it doesn't look red and shit in a photo and desaturating it so you can't tell what color um, pers- what color skin that person has like this i feel like there's a line there oh, and i'm, I'm so aware right. of yeah I'm i aware think, of, i don't want to do it wrong <laughs> it's like a mixture i think i now personally do not Apart from sharpen, I will not touch a person's skin because that's yeah. what it looks like when it got done. And I don't want to give off uh, like a representation of anything other than what, what has happened on that day and how it's healed. And I'll try and always get a healed photo. Um, I know a lot of people that will do an edit first and then will do like an untouched photo, like a uh, swatch. So yeah. you know, it's not only race, it's like scarring because desaturating yeah. photos can, you know, essentially take away scarring. It can take yeah. away um, if people have like rosacea, um, yeah. rashes, things like that, like skin imperfections. And for me, like, you know, I have scarring and I have like weird bumps all over my legs, almost like it almost resembles chicken skin, like in a lot of areas yeah. of the body. And I now just try and give like a realistic representation like of what my clients look like. Like even when you desaturate, it can sometimes remove cellulite. And I remember I desaturated somebody and um, it took out like a lot of their cellulite. And I actually got a message from them and was like, and they sort of just said to me, I did like that for me. I was, I don't know. I just felt a certain way about it. They didn't say they felt happy. They didn't feel they felt sad. They just felt a certain way that I edited it to make my time yeah. better rather than what it looked like on them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I took it down. I put it, I put back unretouched. Like I didn't touch it. 
at all. I put it up as is. And I've just sort of kept doing that because, but I get like people desaturating things to take out like rednesses and stuff. But I also think if you, if you do that, write it in your caption that you've done that. Um, for the reason that you say um but I think there's so many ways to go about it like for me it's just I want to show my tattoo in as real a scenario whether it's red whether it's bloody like that's how the tattoo looks on the day because I'm similar to you like I go back to backs and I don't have a lot of time to sort of wrap and do all this stuff um yeah but it's really the way that you want to approach it I guess Because it used to be like my Instagram used to be super uniform. I try and get everything yeah. on the same tone, and and um, and you know just look at it, and it just looks, it just has this nice aesthetic. And I've definitely tried to be more aware and not be so focused on how Instagram looks because Instagram mm. is literally at all. It doesn't fucking matter. If somebody wants to look at a tattoo, they're not going to say, "Oh, I like this page better because." look how um this you know they're all in the same color it's impossible the time of day changes the seasons yeah. change the lighting is different it's so impossible but actually you are so right like you should show tattoos as they're done especially new clients are going to look at mm. like people who've not got tattoos they don't know what to expect and they're going to look at your instagram and think everyone looks so perfectly lovely yeah and not red at all and then you do a tattoo and they go fucking hell why is it so red why have my stretch marks all popped up why are yeah. my scars so angry after doing that like like even if it's something like you putting something out like I've noticed that I do this from now on this will be this will be what I'll be doing to my Instagram this is what I used to do this is what I will now be doing on my Instagram and just even like that recognition that that's happening is I find quite important especially like especially when you are on like a big platform and stuff I think it is really important to do that kind of work and I think you can still have a certain aesthetic and still make things look a certain way and sort of make things look aesthetically pleasing on your profile without actually editing the images so for example I only use now I only use portrait mode on all my that's all I use and it seems to sort of balance everything out because the tattoo is the main focus and everything in the back is out of focus so for me that really works um yeah and you know, I've I'm very lucky. I've got lovely red bricks outside the tattoo shop. So I'll either use yeah. the white wall or the red brick, and there won't be anything else that I use. So there is stuff yeah. that can make it like you can make your profile look uniform. But you know, I know some people that edit their photo and then do an unedited photo when you flick through. I still personally don't really appreciate that, but yeah it's still sort of giving the idea that your aesthetic means more than your Instagram than your client yeah um, but again yeah. we use our our social media for work um as much as most tattooers slate Instagram to shit it's mm. it's our portfolio like we don't walk around with absolutely anymore. Yeah. um if you want to find 95... any information it's on your Instagram yeah and 95% of work comes through Instagram yeah people that's how it is like I I thank God for Instagram because that is why I'm so busy. Like, yeah, it's nuts. I follow a girl, or no, I've met her, um, and she puts up a few posts every now and then. She's like, 
if your tattooist isn't posting pictures of fat bodies, are they the right tattooist for you? And I messaged her and I was like, like, I'm what a fucking not tattooing fat people? Sorry? Sorry, carry on. I interrupted you. Sorry, you go. I know, I was just going to say, like, I'm fucking plus size. I tattoo. I, I do not not post a picture of a tattoo on somebody who is like say a size 24 because I don't like the image I literally if I don't post a picture it's because I've fucking forgotten or if you look through my Instagram there'll maybe be like just you know like one or two pictures showing cellulite or on a bigger thigh or something just because that are the pe- those are the people that I tattoo like and I um or who asked me to tattoo them it's so rare that I get somebody who says like, oh, I want my my tummy tattooed or something. And I messaged her and I was like, I don't have many pictures on my Instagram of fat bodies purely because I haven't tattooed them. You know, yeah. they're not the people that have asked me. And I was like, I don't know how I feel about you posting that because you've met me. You know what size I am. You know what, like, yeah. what my attitude is and what I'm like as a person. But you're telling people to judge my Instagram on the fact that I've not had a size 26 person come to me and ask me to tattoo their fucking butt cheek. Yeah. Like, it's just, yeah, sometimes I'm I just in think, the same like, fucking hell. Yeah, it's kind of like the same situation with the whole race thing is, like, if you don't see someone, if your artist doesn't tattoo people of colour, they're not the artist for you. And I'm like, yeah. hold up, like... I'm brown, first of all, and <laughs> and you're gonna tell me that I'm a racist tattooer because I don't tattoo people of color. It's not that I don't tattoo people of color, they just haven't asked me, or they're not yeah. around where I am. Like, exactly. today, I probably saw two other people of color today at the beach, and I was one of them, so. <laughs> One was a mirror. <laughs> One was a car window. And <laughs> the other, <laughs> you know, so like for you, I think, yeah, I think there's so many things that need to be taken into account. But, you know, with that, you do have like tattooers that you'll see like hypersexualized images on specifically people that are under a size eight. And that's when I find shit more problematic is when I see that, not when I see, you know, like I don't really have, I I don't look at my client and be like, I'm not gonna post this because you're this color or I'm not gonna post this because you're this size. Like, yeah, I always ask my clients whether I can post my photos and that's fine. Like I've tattooed this woman um, who's amazing. Like I've been tattooing her since I was an apprentice, but uh, she's like a plus size girl. And I posted a photo and the amount of comments, like, it's so nice to see people that look like me. And I'm like, I get, I get the representation thing, but it's not like I'm actively not trying to give you representation. Yeah. It just, it just doesn't come to me. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So I, yeah. I, it's a two way. It's, I did, I just drew up a design that I wanted to do on a day off and I posted and I literally just drew the back of like a plus size girl to post this to show placement mm. and like one of my friends commented and was like yes to the back there and I was like why it's sad that it has to be a thing that you you notice that somebody's drawn a real body and have to comment on it because it's so because it's unseen. a real body not because of the tattoo yeah yeah like why should why should it have to be like a shock 
in a good way that somebody's drawn a real body yeah. rather than just like oh look at that tattoo not yeah. that, oh she's drawn it on a plus size person yeah and even like now I've I've started changing the way that I I take appointments so I get a, a lot of the time I get asked to do girl heads and at first I would always draw them white by yeah. default purely by default and now like within the last six months if anyone asks me for a girl head I'm like I need to know what hair color what eye color I need to know the ethnicity I know I want to know whether she's fat curvy thick slim thick I need to know anything yeah. I, I need to know she's got freckles I need to know she's got cellulite I need to know anything and yeah. I find that people get really uncomfortable when they have to tell me that they want a white slim girl like, <laughs> why are you uncomfortable by saying that just just tell me what you want and I'll draw it yeah but I I now I now have to go like what ethnicity do you yeah. want them um and I usually get like this backlog paragraph of well you know in Greek mythology she was depicted as white and I'm like well in Greek <laughs> mythology she wouldn't be white would she so <laughs> <laughs> like you know just stuff like that um but yeah it's interesting when you when you sort of talk to people about it and they get really uncomfortable and you need answers yeah like it's fine I'm asking you like what do you want I'm not gonna think you're a racist it'd be racist if you like I want a white person because I hate blacks like that would be a racist <laughs> statement <laughs> that would be pretty fucking bad so maybe you want a white person because like that's just more like that's your representation then have a white yeah. person it's fine I'm covered in That's white it. people I don't know why <laughs> it's just a default situation I think because I was talking to Leanne about it who I did my guest spot with and we were just there like why the fuck did we never think to get black people tattooed on us it was never even a thought like I would yeah. just send, send an artist a design and be like I want a girl head and they were drawn up white like no no questions asked they were always drawn up white that's true the only girl head I have that's not like an like a sort of famous person like Wednesday Adams Morticia mm. is I've got a um, Scottish girl on the back of my calf by Danielle Rose and she's like white ginger proper Scottish cool. and but that's it but I mean love Danielle Rose's work oh she's so good she's love so her. good and it's like just the most amazing tattoo and she is super Scottish she is super ginged and yeah just it's amazing she's got a little a tartan bow in her hair and she's surrounded by thistles what a stereotype she's listening to literally bug fast and listen, listen to, to um 100 miles 500, 500 miles, miles. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. fast yeah. <laughs> no, i just i'm getting to be fair i'm getting a girl head um but also like do you know what? I was just thinking about it. I was trying to explain to somebody. I really struggle to find artists for me personally that are POC that do the work that I like. Yeah. Uh, you know, personally on me. And that's not a thing of me, you know, specifically wanting to invest money in white artists, but there's just particular stuff that I love from those artists and it's not a it's not any bias it's just it's just that like I'm getting I I got a bit funny about it um just by my thinking about it but I'm getting like a traditional sort of pin-up 
panther thing on the back of my thigh by Jem Carter. Um, Lush. I know. Oh, oh my word. It's just, going I to be amazing. Everything that she does. I'm just like, oh, it's wow. so nice. She did a little tattoo on me when I first met her. And it's like one of my favorite tattoos. It's like a little oh. eye with a rose on the front of my arm. And it's just perfect. And um, I know, yeah, I want like a panther. I can't tell whether I want one of her heart panthers or whatever. Uh, getting ridden by like a black girl with roller skates with flames and barbed wire. Oh my God. Yeah, there's just a lot Sounds going amazing. on. And uh, <laughs> I was like, I was like, should I really be getting a black person to do this? And I like, I just, I just couldn't think who could do it for me in the style that I wanted. And um, she's still doing it. She is still doing it. But um, yeah, I think there's this sort of thing, especially, I don't know whether you find it. Have you ever had like a situation where um, someone has requested a, a POC tattoo, like a black girl and you didn't feel comfortable doing it? I don't think I've ever been asked for a tattoo like that. I know a lot of, I know a few white tattooers that have been asked for like, but I don't ever find it's when they feel uncomfortable when it's on a person of colour. It's when it's on a white person, they feel uncomfortable. So it's like, uh, I think someone wanted a, someone I, if I remember this correctly, she wanted like a voodoo, a voodoo witch doctor-esque, like Rastafarian Mm -hmm. traditional colour piece. And like none of the cultural connotations made sense together. And it's like, <laughs> and I just, I sort of say, if you feel automatically uncomfortable tattooing it, you shouldn't tattoo it. Yeah, go with your gut. Yeah, because I've had a lot of people yeah. ask me like, oh, should I tattoo this? I'm like, bruv, the fact that you're even asking me, you probably shouldn't. Yeah. I'm, but, I'm like, not giving you a pass to tattoo this yeah. your own thing. <laughs> that's it just go with your gut reaction is this correct but no I've never no I just haven't actually ever but you when you said about when you're asking because I get every now and then like you know like those um bodies with flowers coming out of the neck or like the little single line things and actually like you have really highlighted that I don't ask what what type body type they want or Start asking questions. Start yeah. asking questions. I ab- absolutely will. And I think that's the best thing to have come out from, for me, like out of this chat is, yeah, definitely awareness. And it is important. Everybody should start to think like that. And if you think back, the last 10 years, the changes we've made in mm. attitudes towards gender, uh, just, you know, everything, we're going in the right direction, aren't we? And it's, it is exciting to be part of it. Yeah. I feel like lots of positive change is happening and the awareness. And I, I'm sorry that you have been made so much more of a target, but I've, I've learned so much from you. I put myself in the firing line, unfortunately. <laughs> Unintentionally. Not thinking that I was going to get half the shit, but like, on, on one hand, I get a lot of people saying sorry, but I'm used to it. That sounds so horrible to say, I'm just used to it. And, uh, but it's only people like realizing actually how bad it is because I make it a lot more visible now. Yeah. But okay, and everybody's gonna cuss me out for this. If you haven't watched it, watch the Leanne Pinnock documentary on BBC iPlayer, the girl from Little Mix. Oh yeah. 
because it is the first time in my life that I have not felt crazy. Like oh. genuinely crazy. Because I was sitting there like, if I am feeling the same way as someone that's pretty much like a millionaire and is in one of the top girl groups in the entire world, and we are thinking the same thing about being mixed in this country, I cannot be going crazy. Because we're on two opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Completely opposite ends. And it was like, literally, I was with my housemates and I burst out crying. Because I was like, I've never never had somebody say everything. So, because it talks about like racial bias and like lighty privilege, which is basically uh, the the, um, idea that mixed race people are considered of a higher value or something to this extent than darker skinned mm. people. Um, which it is true. Like light skinned privilege is a is a big thing because I've I've witnessed it. This is for another interview, but whatever. Yeah, it's sort of like um talk about light skin privilege and like how we have to operate you know, within Black Lives Matter and how we're sort of told, like, actually, what's your place here because you're a mixed race person talking in Black Lives Matter. And it was just like, fuck, this is all so real. And yeah, it was mad. Highly recommend seeing it if anybody wants to an insight into my brain. (laughs) How my brain works. I'll watch it. I'm going to watch it now. If I'm, if, we um um well we'll just have to cut that out where I can't find my words Michael yes have you got any other questions before I go on to my last uh no I think we might have the same last question though so you you go first um what is your favorite interaction with a troll that you feel you came out on the fucking top (laughs) My favourite interaction with a troll. Um, It was so good that I ended up starting a broadcast in WhatsApp and sent my response to everybody (laughs) in my contact list. So I had... (laughs) So I had a troll in end of March. And this was after I was like, you know, Lackey was trying to harass me in my dms and all this stuff wanting to know about tattoos blah 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 blah. um and then a lot of his followers decided to basically i think lackey outed me or like made me a target and was like get these people essentially and i posted a photo of me as a baby on brighton beach feet looking fucked up essentially just legs in the air on my back looking like a um a turned over turtle and (laughs) I did and this guy came into my dms uh they came on my comments gotta find it gotta find it uh he was basically trying to harass me and it really not working um and a lot of people sort of came to my defense basically I've just put up a post like this is what's going on with my bookings like keep an eye out and this random dude, shout out to Jedi Marcus, uh, put him again. Account. He's a regular. On he's a regular. Pod. No, he. This is the same guy. Just he's. I've only had this one encounter with him. 
Um, and he just put in my comments, hashtag race card clowns, hashtag professional victims. And then a lot of my friends were really, really lovely and came to my aid. And like, he went after a lot of my friends as well, uh, which I really didn't fucking appreciate. And um, I just sort of said, it's a bit weird that you're commenting all this shit on a baby photo. And he went, oh boy, it's fact that that doesn't even make sense. <laughs> um, the fact that you professional victims will hear anything you want to hear. Racist has to be your favourite word. To which I responded, no, Marcus, but I like it when your dad calls me baby. And I dropped the mic. Boom. <laughs> One nil. Oh, my God. You're laughing so loud that your microphone's just, like, cut out. It can't cope. <laughs> Sorry, so funny. <laughs> That's normally what happens with me. Yeah. It was just, it was just the best thing. It made me so happy. Oh, uh, well, you know, we got some great merchandise out about it. About it, um, he called me and Lozzie hags. So we're gonna start like a merchandise of hog hags. Part Amazing. Of yes, hag Amazing. is such an old, an old-fashioned insult, isn't it? I'm buzzing. I, like, I, I think, do like that yeah. word though. I reckon I'm gonna be an old hag. Yeah, I, I like, like it. Big wart on my nose, and I don't have one yet, but it will happen. I mean, I've got a spot that might as well brew into a wart on my face right now. But, um, <laughs> I don't mind the hag look. Yeah, man. And on on that note, it's been such a pleasure to chat to you, and it's been great to hear you this time, which is always nice. Yeah, and sorry catch about up, my like. <laughs> But just, just catch up, um, focus on you and yeah, hear about life post lockdown. So thank you so much for your time. Thank it's you just for been... having me. Oh, it's been large. I when are you at it. Joe? When are you at um, Black Moon? I'm at Black Moon on the first, second, and third of July. Um, um, I I'm there like three weeks after you, so we'll be it. like ships that pass the night. But I will come to Heart Glass, and we yeah, can hang do. out. To do i'll Literally be there awesome. from august so if anybody wants to know where i am that's where i'll be from August. amazing oh well wish you so much luck in your move yeah. i hope all the, all the best. whole transition goes well and um it'll be amazing thank you i hope so too and thank <laughs> you for having me as always once again i love being here so oh really thank you so it. much yeah absolutely anytime Thank you so much, Jade. It's lush to talk to you. Hopefully speak to you really soon. Cheers, Jade. Speak to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.